Jeff, Jeff Fitch, so good to see you. It's good to see you too, Thomas. Thank you for coming back on Radio Wolf. Uh, it's been a time. And the last time, which is a couple of years ago, uh, we, we talked about we space work, something, something that we both are passionate yeah. about. And um, what to say, the well, world has changed since in many ways and as we are both uh, rooted in our life work deeply also in integral work whatever this means but we also both of us uh, developed our own uh, version of working with but we are how, how, how to say uh both very much interested in the world as such, in in people, consciousness, and um, spirit, uh, and how how this goes together. And as we we are living in difficult times, uh, I thought to talk with you in this work of consciousness, integral engagement, uh, conscious living, uh, where are we going? What's your reflection of how we as humanity, how we as practitioners, uh, how is the world going and where should we go? <laughs> That's a very big question. Yeah. You know, yeah, where should the world go? Is that? Uh... I, the only honest like answer I could give that big question is I don't know, uh, but I, all I want that's not fully honest because uh, I have thoughts and feelings about it. But thank you, thank you for the conversation. I I really appreciate it. I um, you know, just to touch on integral since you mentioned that it's been a, a it's been a foundational kind of uh, orientation of our work. Something that's you know Wilbur's work has influenced us and inspired us. Um, we've been engaged in this work for the past twenty years or so, and that was in a way of kind of starting an uh, important starting point for for us. And I and I think in a way over that time um, uh, we've evolved to include other perspectives, and I think that also kind of represents something about what's emerging in this larger ecosystem of of work that engages our emergence, development, growth, um, that you, you know, you see a kind of, a, if we were to use a kind of meta perspective, you know, a kind of, a, you know, Sean Hargens originally developed this kind of meta integral theory that wove Wilbur's work with Roy Bashkar and Edgar Moran. And as a kind of, you know, theoretical way of doing that, but actually the world is doing that without our help. You know, there's, 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 there's um, communities and ecologies that are weaving together um, emergent approaches to our own development that um, you could say, you know, include some of the qualities of, of the integral perspective, even if they don't include you know, the theoretical framework, which I would say, you know, one of the things just to keep in mind whenever we talk about this is that 
if we use a word like integral, it comes with, if we use any word, it comes with some, you know, uh, dressing, baggage, meaning making that we bring to it. And, and you know, integral itself could be seen as, you know, as Wilbur's theory, uh, it could be seen as a, a, a culture that emerged in a certain time, a community of people who came together to make sense of the world. And it can be seen as a kind of, you could say, ethical orientation, an impulse to include and integrate. And I think that last that last orientation is the part that's deepened and stayed with us the most, mm-hmm. which is uh, which is a, a sensibility, which you know came down to this sort of pithy statement that and made at some point of like uh, nobody's wrong all of the time, you know, this kind of orientation that we're all bringing something and how can we make sense of that and integrate it. And now I think that's happening at a larger and more complex scale and in many different places of practice, which is healthy. We can avoid some of the ordinary human pitfalls, like, you know, circling our wagons and marrying ideologies and those sorts of things. If we learn from each other and learn across our ecological boundaries, um, then, then we can grow together. I mean, when, when I look uh, at uh, what I experienced, the integral sentiment uh, from the start, uh, at least what attracted me and what I, I saw, what attracted many, is uh, a new way to relate to spirit in a way that uh, depreciates uh, the findings of modern Uh, also scientific uh, uh, and uh, rational uh, culture in a way and finds a shared language that, that that's that's w- w- one part of what I see this is this integral sentiment that that, that happened there's something that happened before there was a birth of spirituality uh, already in the 70s with hippies and new age and all that there were different birthing forms but mm-hmm. uh, but that particular um, integral brand of this, the way I see it, correct me, was this uh, this longing to find together an, an, an Western form of enlightened uh, mm-hmm. understanding of reality that really appreciates also the uh, Western enlightenment, uh, science, philosophy in, yes. in, in that, but has a deep connection to Uh, the sacred to use it to use a different word that's one part and then uh something that more came in the middle but became very dominant is a self-recognition of our postmodern uh reality mm-hmm. and the need to move on <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 st- I still remember when uh, when the mean green meme uh, thing happened, and uh, there was a lot of pain of of of, of people, me, me included, who uh, uh, did not want to kind of really look into the shadow sides of our postmodern culture that that we have created in in that, and and the question, what would a, a higher form of integration 
bring. And this are uh, this this sentiment, I think, is still alive. And when I think about yeah. integral, if it maybe Wilberry and integral or other brands of integral, Metamodern for me is just another brand of integral in that's in in, yeah. in that sense. And that's still valid and alive. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 one of the paradoxes I think in that work was that on the on the one hand, there was this impulse to really embrace the the whole. You know, there's a um, a kind of like the theory of everything, the the inclusion dimension. And then the p- paradox was that Wilbur's work was also a kind of polemic against the <laughs> against postmodernism, mm-hmm. you know, which is which created contradictions, you know, frankly. It created a, you know, um you know, it created a kind of, you know, uh, I think a kind of um, obscuring of the good qualities of postmodernism, and it created a kind of obscuring of the shadows of the developmental impulse um, at the time. But I think that's working its way out, and people are seeing that and integrating that, and um, it's it's part of it's like our evolutionary process is chaotic it's dialectical it's everything that gets kind of put into the process as a way of creating tensions but also working through that as we as we learn and and grow Mm -hmm. um but that that impulse i just that impulse to bring together you know modernism and science and spirituality was what first attracted me to it. The first book that I read was The Marriage of Sense and Soul. Mm-hmm. And and which was for those who haven't read it, it's a it's a book that kind of looks at science and spirituality and says like, oh, these these aren't at war with each other. They're two domains, you know, and if we recognize where they situate, we can we can um, let them coexist. And you know, as someone who is like had a kind of deep interest in spirituality and who had a father who was a physician and a, and a very rationalist kind of atheist agnostic person. I read that book. And I thought, Oh, here's, here's the way to have this argument with my father. <laughs> you know, <laughs> And it was very personal and very, very real for me, you know, in that, in that kind of way. And, um, but, but it's just the start of some, you know, something, something deeper and more broad and and uh you know part part of our our evolutionary journey here in our work um maybe to share something i think that that fits here uh, i met ken wilbur his thoughts uh in a bookstore in vienna austria in the 1980s mm-hmm. And at that time, uh, I was studying philosophy in, 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 in Vienna. I had a very strong left-leaning uh, political um, Marxist backgrounding, but started to do a lot of therapy and, and, and this uh, therapeutic kind of uh, yeah. a practice cracked open a lot of my <laughs> Marxist thinking, let's put it that way. And I yeah. was looking around and Freud and Jung and Reich, uh, but also spiritual New Age literature. 
In particular, the spiritual literature, on one hand, something attracted me there because there was something speaking, uh, but I, I really I hated it because I felt uh, this, sorry, my uh, philosophical uh, arrogance, people can't, can't think. Mm -hmm. And, and, and uh, then I started to uh, encounter just by chance uh, the, the right. in Wilbur, and I found such a relief that someone can think. Yeah, uh, and uh, and honor the subtle uh, inner dimensions of reality, and uh, that uh, was for me an initiation <laughs> experience uh, that was very uh, very important for me, and that allowed me to uh, uh, to also move beyond uh, just uh, my version of. Uh, postmodern political psychological psychotherapeutic identity yeah. uh, and and that was very important and at the same time over the years and years uh this very thing that attracted me in the first place became a huge obstacle this theory of everything yeah uh and I'm talking many years and uh, also maturing in my own way, being in my own spiritual practice and uh, uh, also uh, observing uh, other people kind of coming into this integral movement, particular very intelligent young man being, and this is just my observation, uh, completely absorbed uh, by the fascination to have a theory of everything and have a mental model for whatever and um, in my way getting lost there I, I, yeah. I, I, I saw it's just my per personal observations maybe true or not uh, that a whole generation of sometimes really good people got lost in this mental attempt to to, to kind of uh, find the right aqua place and the cosmic address for everything. And there's something where this was for me also where the, the integral movement uh, started to uh, lose its momentum. And there, there, there's something where post-integral opened up. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, uh, with it and maybe related to it that all of a sudden different forms of spirituality less kind of indian oriented meditation or tibetan more also uh south american african sh sh shamanism became something that became important so something happened there that i think uh was part and related to the development of integral did you experience it similar oh definitely yeah i mean um, I would say from the beginning of our work, we we had some interest and engagement with that kind of the theoretical dimensions, but we're always interested more in like, well, how does this actually, how do we live this? How do we actually practice this? How do we, how does this influence us as people? And I'm just using integral as an example. There's other influences on our work beyond the integral frame um 
for example, the work of Ada Sharma has been a really strong influence. But always like how how not, not how do we become uh, how do we become aligned in some sort of orthodoxy, but how how does this impact us our own evolution, which is unfolding and and so the the theory is always been a bit in the background with us and more in the foreground has been practice you know um and i'm just saying that to say that like as these things come into existence they two things tend to happen one is they tend to highlight what's absenced by them the the Wilbur included the lower quadrants, but in the culture and in the practice of integral, the the collective dimension wasn't as strong as the focus on spirituality and psychology, for example. And so that it eventually needed to be complemented by this interest in we space and collective emergence and collective intelligence that sprung up out you know, in some of these communities, but outside of the frame of integral. Um, so, so one thing that happens is that what comes forth brings brings with it what it absences and misses. And the other thing that that I would say happens is there's a natural movement of things reaching fruition. If you look at your own life, there's you know there's movements of things reaching fruition and fullness, and and um, and then starting to fall apart, like the seasons. So if we'll bring in another kind of you know progression, which might be more um, you know looking at the cycles of time, and that that there's a natural thing of that enactment of integral in the theory, and you know the people who are attracted to the philosophy and the intellectual approach reaches its its zenith and hopefully you know autumn comes you know and the leaves turn brown and it and it and and something else emerges that's more whole so I, to me that's a very natural thing and i and i saw i saw something very similar to what you're describing just in terms of um you know for a while for example integral as a movement and this can be we could be talking about any movement had it more kind of top down organization which sort of went through its life and then it was more a kind of ecological springing of different ideas in different places and that kind and and now you know like uh, recently nomali has been talking about how do we organize and bring it together again you know it's so these movements have these kind of natural cycles of of you know and hopefully of evolution <laughs> you know <laughs> even if even if for a while we reify something and think we've arrived uh, you know eventually that will that will bite us when you, when you envision this evolution uh, that you're talking about right now in in our shared life if i may say so yeah. uh, and so these processes that we went through in different parts of the world, in Central Europe and uh, in 
West Coast America, but already <laughs> very interconnected. They are also the early days of the internet that brought, brought us together in a way. Uh, earlier generations were maybe not uh, so directly linked with each other in, 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 in that way. Or what, what trapped you most in this sense that, uh, that you th think this is really where I feel uh, the, the central movement of evolution is going, or evolution of consciousness and uh, culture, where, where, you, where you think this is, uh, how to say it, uh, the thing uh, that really mm. counts when we talk about our development as, as culture, our development mm. as, as humans. Mm. Well, I don't know if this is the thing I... I tend to be, um, I, know, I know there are those who like um, enjoy grand narratives, but I tend to be somewhat skeptical of them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is where we are and this is where we're going. So, um, uh, but I can tell you where, where I hope we go. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I, I hope that we go towards a recognition of our of our essential unity um, and that includes our difference um, includes our difference as a as a field of creativity and pleasure and um, novelty um, I'm concerned now by and I'm sure that this is just an evolutionary process but I, I'm concerned by the the way in which as human beings you know we become divided and uh, maybe I'm not saying anything novel here or new but i think at the heart of a lot of the work that we're involved with um, what i see in and this is the way i i actually kind of conceive of of the, the work now is that there's there's sort of an innate intelligence i'm touching the heart so i feel like there's a, an, an innate intelligence which you might say is situated in the heart not in the emotional heart but in the the our kind of um unit of consciousness both individually and collectively that recognizes that recognizes the, the emergence of a more healthy and whole um being future and and what I see in the work that we do over and over again is that landing in a place that in, that recognizes our profound unity, not at the expense of our diversity, is recognized. You know, is is experienced joyously, is experienced as a place of potential and hope. Um, and this is where I hope we go 
because I think from that place, then we can, then we can really just start to clean up the mess that we've made and <laughs> build something that's more elegant as a human society. Uh, but this is, and maybe this is idealistic. Uh, but this is this is the potential that I see in the work that we're doing. Interesting listening to you, uh, because uh, one thing that most strikes me is the way you talk about it. Uh, what I mean with that is uh, the the embodiment of your sentiment. I mean, I mean you. There's, there's a direct way of, of I mean, the, the way you, <laughs> you you touched your own heart in 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 talking. That feels relevant to me in that sense that uh, our culture and I, I have to admit I still think a lot in big narratives. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, uh, they, they they are important uh, uh, important for me, but. Uh, there is something in our Western uh, European uh, cultural history uh, of, of development of our conscious, consciousness where this uh, embodiment became part of our development in, in, in some way. And there's, there's a lot of positive things, uh, but uh, where a lot of what is happening right now, and particular the climate catastrophe, uh, is is kind of really forcing us to uh, to deal with uh, the embodied reality that we are, and I'm not just meaning the uh, individual embodiment, but also our collective yeah. and, and uh, global planetary uh, in. in embodiment and where I and this is something that became important to me um, not in the sense of of, of re romantic regression but uh, in honoring of indigenous wisdom who, who have not gone in the same way through our particular form of individuation processes and mental uh, kind of uh, 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 the mental mental culture uh, uh, processes that uh, that our European American culture is is is, is created of that I feel we have a lot to learn and we need to learn in order to be able to respond to something that's very obviously dramatically <coughs> calling us to respond and talking about yeah. the climate crisis itself and this in holds and also this. It's a big narrative. Uh, um, the, the the crisis of five hundred years of uh, a Western white civil civilization, and uh, I am very aware that there are problematic sides to woke culture, uh, uh, but uh, it's important at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, to honor this, uh, uh, we we have we have to find 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 ways to reconnect to our indigeneity uh, and also uh, everything uh, that uh, 
woke culture is pointing where we having blind, huge blind spots in the way we perceive reality. Yeah. It seems that this also became part of the, uh, yeah. of the conversation necessarily. So, yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I think, um, so in a, in a sense, you know, when I'm speaking of unity in diversity, I'm including like we have all of us, you know, need to learn from each other in this moment and and to con confront the situation that we're in. And but I want to come back to the point you said about climate change and embodiment. Um, so what, like, what I noticed when you started to speak about that is I started to feel some anxiety when you started to speak about the climate crisis. And so to, to, to actually find ourselves in that place of, of um, integration as a human family, um, and you can see this from a kind of a Western perspective, like I'm speaking about something that may be as much about healing the Western mind as, you know, the Northern mind as much as anything. But I think it's true for all of us because we're all to some degree infused with all of these cultures and at the effect of them. We can't address the climate crisis if we're in isolation and fear and afraid of each other. Mm -hmm. And to speak to the embodiment dimension, where where you go when you're in that place is out of your body. So, and this is, you know, this kind of finding ourselves in our body and nature is like obviously a gift of that we receive from our own, as you said, from our own indigeneity, from returning to the earth, to our own ground. Um, but it's also it's also important for us to come together, you know, because even as we as even as we come together in a we space, cultivated to enter into these deeper territories and to foster capacities and practices for emergence. All of this is still with us. You know, people come into the room a little bit wary of each other, mm -hmm. not knowing who each other is. And so, or wary of each other's cultures, perspectives, ideas. Um, so, To me, this is all about coming home. Um, and I might use kind of some simple terminology, but I'm including the, the complexities that you're, mm -hmm. that you're speaking about. It's interesting where you're going because uh, I, reson I resonate with that. Also out of the security where 
where is all this going? Talking mm -hmm. about climate crisis, talking about the civilizational crisis, uh, talking also about uh, the crisis of the economic system that is really prevalent right now. Again, again yeah. talking about this unbelievable gruesome war uh, uh, in Europe that is also only bringing it more to my face because uh, it has been here all, all along, but now it's in, it's in our neighborhood as, as, as Europeans. One, th one thing that uh, just stands out for me as being important is uh, creating communities of trust. And what, what, what I mean with community of trust is uh, looking for people who hold uh, what I would call or what I would perceive as integrity. Uh, what I would perceive uh, connectedness to our, our embodiment, our embeddedness in the life process to the people. And also to what I would call the sacred. Mm. And also a, a capacity of, in that sense, uh, um, at least to some degree, uh, a complex thinking that allows bigger, more complex reality to be part of the picture. Mm. And somehow, when I look what I'm looking for, I'm, I'm, I'm looking of clusters of communities building around this integrity, rootedness, uh, uh, also the, the complexity of, of reality, but uh, in the center of all, uh, a relationship in what name ever to the sacred. Yeah. So that, that we can find ways to, to support each other as kind of clusters that have a, a, a role to play in the development of the world, even if a lot of things are going down right now. Yeah. No, I'm um, right with you in that, Tomas. The, the, um, and, and kind of one of the central pieces of our work has been the Generating Transformative Change Program. And that's really about developing these communities of trust. It's a intimate cohort process where we bring groups of people together and cultivate that capacity, but also not just capacity cultivating, actually supporting the emergence of a very unique form of, I, I mean, unique, not in the sense that this work is unique, but that each one of those groups is unique mm -hmm. in their own in their own personality, but a unique form of of that community of trust. The only thing I would add to those dimensions that you spoke to is is enactment mm -hmm. that that we're engaged in the world, yeah. that 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 we're seeing the world and we're deepening trust and connecting to the sacred, but then being in this energy to actually being bring that into our at wherever we're working you know it might be in our families or in the world at large or our communities or organizations bringing that out into the world mm -hmm. um and the um the one thing i wanted to touch on which is something that's important to me in our our work as we speak about we spaces is you know the, the word community 
um, just to just to rest on that a moment, um, because in our in our we space work, like the the beauty of that work is that it's brought an understanding of how to cultivate a kind of space, a kind of um, field for our own emergence, for the collective emergence, for our own growth for touching into deeper trust um and that's one kind of a more subtle level of community the the more embodied or concrete level of community is the real relationships between people mm-hmm. you know sometimes we can come into a we space and fall in love with somebody but we, we don't know if we know their name or not mm-hmm. <laughs> or they do for a living or what what what's going on in their lives mm-hmm. and so part of what we've seen is is like to really support the cultivation of that you know what we sort of call concrete level of community of actually real relationships mm-hmm. it's really it's really in my view important for our future that that we not just cultivate the capacity to develop trust with each other, but that we get involved in each other's lives mm-hmm. in, in our in these in these communities and that we show up, that we're committed to each other, that we that we go to the levels where we surface, you know, the emotional difference and conflict and we we create that kind of engagement with each other which i think is a little bit um missing both from the you know you can look at it from the kind of western indigenous split that you're describing or this sort of modern um virtual reality that we're living in that we need to find each other in relationship again so that's my little pitch for (laughs) for communities yeah that's great because uh, there's something I see emerging right now that makes me hopeful mm-hmm. in this mycelium of a lot of things that, that are happening right now, yeah. uh, uh, which is this uh, regenerative culture movement. Right. Uh, where I don't know if you know Daniel Christian Wahl, who is uh, kind of a thinker of mm. regenerative culture. I don't. He yeah. wrote a, a book 10 years ago uh, that I find very impressive. And in a conversation with him, he showed me something that really became important to me because in the way he, he was talking about uh, regenerative cultures, and it's, it's always important for him to have it in plural, not in, in singular, mm-hmm. is that it is always embedded in bioregions, in real relationships. Yeah, Real relationships are relationships that have uh, workable feedback loops to each other, mm-hmm. where, where uh, basically what, what I talk to you uh, has the chance to come back to me, and mm-hmm. in that... And uh, not only in the human uh, sphere, but also in the modern human sphere. That's bioregion, where basically the, the place we live, the landscape that we live, and uh, uh, the, the plant and animal life where, where we live, where this becomes a, a, 
a wholeness, uh, uh, very much also inspired by the uh, 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 by the um, permaculture idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the point is making that we don't see each other as people working in this bioregion, but we are the conscious expression of it, mm-hmm. which really uh, uh, changes our human subjectivity sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I am the individual working in, in my bioregion, something no, we as a whole, and that's uh, is then a deeper or broader understanding of the we space, mm-hmm. become a conscious ex- expression of that. And then yeah. see, so th- this is something where I feel, wow, this is, this is very powerful and important. Yeah. No, I'm I'm aware of that of, of that movement, and I think it's a it's a it's a, an expression of exactly what you know what we're talking about, or what I'm talking about about like actually embedding ourselves in real relationship. And I think that's that's an enactment of it. I think also we can't escape the wider virtual global world that we're in, and in that too, we can also cultivate real relationships. Um, and, but I love that we've been, you know, just not to go down another tangent, but part of my work has been also to engage with, um, uh, work in the, in technology. And, um, there's another organization that I'm part of called the human data commons, which is looking at the synthesis of technology, consciousness, and ethics. Mm -hmm. And we've also been working with. Uh, an organization called the Terran Collective, which is doing this kind of bioregional work and building a a technology a social platform called Hilo, um, mm-hmm. which is oriented towards cultivating um, bioregional local community. So, one of the things that it has on it, which you don't find in a social platform, is a map of where everybody that you're talking to lives, mm-hmm. or a map of who who all is in your area or what things are happening in your area or even what resources are in your area, you know? And so there's this kind of impulse to, um, you know, uh, and, and of course in our area too, you know, we live in a bioregion that crosses, I, I live in the Seattle area, mm-hmm. you know, Northwest of the United States. Most of what like animates our life here it transcends the U.S. Canadian border. It's really a bioregional life that we live in here. Mm-hmm. And my parents were both born in Canada, and 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 the you know my sister just went up to the islands in British Columbia to to witness the that what they call the herring run, which is when all the herring fish come back to the area, and there's <laughs> a feeding frenzy. And you know, this is really the life of this area you know the weather and and all of that and this is i think you know in our modern world we we have gotten really disconnected from that you know most of my relationships are out are in this metas metaverse (laughs) right so we're trying to find find ourselves back to our roots but uh uh i find it very uh Fascinating that you immediately went into, into this technological sphere mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because that's exactly where I wanted to go with this also. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. 
there is something interesting and I learned from uh, a, a movement that is uh, uh, very active in Europe. Uh, it's called uh, Regents Unite, a very, very young, young movement, people who are very much into this bioregional, but they are in the same way very uh, engaged in Web3 technology. Yeah. In crypto, DAOs, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and all that. And I mean, it, to the degree that I can grasp what this is about, and, and I'm sure there's a lot of things that still have to work itself out, but that there is also the tendency to, to be able, with the capacity of uh, a, a Web3 uh, a new technology, to create autonomous spaces yeah. in, in, the, in the technosphere that also allows to create kind of a bioregion in that uh, global sphere that can be connected through us, through the uh, Earth sphere that we're living to. And when, when I kind of grasped that, that, that there's this, this movement where people were really connecting to Earth in this way and the social way you're describing in this way, but also trying to hold this, not being uh, uh, technophobic, but basically tr- transform technology in a way that can hold this. Yeah. Uh, it, gave, it gave me, wow, this is, this is interesting uh, because... Uh, the, the term no, no sphere uh, that uh, that also came from Tyler Desjardins and uh, mm-hmm. this kind of thing it became alive in me for in me in in, in a new way uh, where I also see that these are maybe new forms of uh, human uh, of rootedness in in our humanity rootedness in our spirit and and being with each other in the, uh, in, on, on this globe can find new ways how we can do this. So that yeah. there, there are things in, in spite of everything that's going down, down where I really find traces of possible futures in this. Yeah, it's beautiful. No, I, I'm very much in, interested and inspired by that too, in a way to come back to this theme of wholeness and as you put it the sacred which uh both kind of reveals the essential beauty or goodness of of our our world but also is a doorway to our unification mm-hmm. you know our synthesis our re-encountering each other um there's a there's a, a doorway to that which is more from the inner you know from one's own evolution there's a doorway to that which is really in our we space and you can also look at the sort of societal structures or power dynamics technology mm-hmm. and say well because that's dividing us you know and we need to address something about that to create a a more systemic structure that allows us to more come come together. And so some of the movements that you're talking about, which, you know, some of them have a kind of anarchist flavor, you know, uh, um, they're, to me, their responses to that seeing 
oh, like, you know, the, the systemic structures, the government structures, the technology structures are creating divisions. And if we can find a way to end run that and create other structures that allow us to uh, emerge communities together spontaneously, um, then that is also to me another expression of that coming back to the sacred, coming back to the ground, back to our wholeness. And zooming out from all of that, you know, it's these are like, you know, you used the term earlier, ecologies of practice when we were talking. And ecology is not it's something that's emergent, you know, and these mm -hmm. different movements come together and bump up against each other and influence each other. And and to me, you know, there's that this is just why, you know, um I, I don't avoid grand narratives but maybe enjoy multiple <laughs> potential grand narratives because because there's just such complexity you know and and um and it's part of the beauty and what what really ultimately gives me hope is that is that um there is a kind of you know garden of of emergence of these different approaches and movements to it to address and to cultivate a more you know, beneficial future for us. Yes, we are also quite over time. <laughs> are you? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think I'll stop it. But let me use uh, this, maybe it's, I think, a good place to land also. Yeah. So it was, it was a real pressure to talk with you. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, thank you so much. And um, do you, do you mind if I if I make one short pitch for something no, that's please, coming up please, in our work? Please, yeah, please. yeah. Just to mention a few things, if if folks are interested in engaging with us, we're doing we're we're um, our our work has been mostly situated in North America and Asia Pacific and Australia and New Zealand, and we've also done some work in East Africa, but. We're, we're kind of cultivating connections in, in Europe now, and we're going to be at the Integral Conference in Europe and do a workshop there. But we also have a, um, a short seminar series called Cultivating Emergence, which we're going to offer starting on April 1st, April 11th, sorry, April 11th. And that'll be in a European-friendly time zone. And, and then there's a number of other things coming up. We can give you links, and maybe you can post those just so that people know where to find us. I will put a link also uh, in the email for this uh, uh, radio. Great, great. Yeah, so just wanted to mention that because it's coming up. But, you know, having said that, I just really appreciate it. It's so fun to reconnect with you and to, and to talk and to engage in these topics. Thank you.